Hello, welcome to Spotlight, beaming artistic joy to the whole island. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we hear from award-winning author Shirley Mann, ahead of her talk at this year's Manannan Festival. Catch up with local composer Tim Price. And the second part of our chat with the author Joanne Clegg. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or would really like to put in that spotlight. Poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, acting, literary, mime, ceramics, blah, 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 blah. You know the list, it goes on forever. Spotlight at manxradio.com, Howard Kane at manxradio.com. Let the world know what you're up to artistically. You know it makes sense. Now, last week we spoke to creative director at the Erin Arts Centre, Pip Rolf, about this year's Manannan Festival, and we heard a little about the festival closer for 2023. The award-winning war novelist Shirley Mann will be talking about and signing copies of her new book, Bridget's War, as the final event at Manannan 2023. We spoke to Shirley herself a while back about her latest book, which tells the story of a policewoman in the Russian internment camp on the Isle of Man, and is the fourth in a series of books inspired by real women who served in World War II. I caught up with Shirley at her home in the UK to hear more, what she's going to be doing at the festival, and if she has any plans going forward. I actually hadn't heard really about the internment camps. And I think, you know, although it's quite familiar to the people on the island, I think, you know, across it, it it's not as well known. And once I heard that they put German Jews in with German Nazis, as well as prostitutes, conscientious objectors, fascists, Italians, anybody they didn't know what to do with in 1939, who was living on British soil, anybody who could cause a threat to the to the Allies, then Churchill just said, collar the lot. And they went round with Black Mariahs and scooped them up and shipped them over to the Isle of Man. And I thought it was absolutely incredible once I'd heard that. And I thought there has to be a story in there. Now, my problem is that all my books have been inspired by real women's stories. And obviously, as time moves on, that's becoming a little bit more difficult because I have interviewed an awful lot of um, service women for my books so that the stories are authentic but then um, I was on your program and um, in the press on the Isle of Man and people were so generous coming forward to tell me about their memories and and what they'd found and I actually I found the family of a policewoman who was on the Isle of Man and they were fantastic in providing me with information and they even sent me a little video that she'd done from um what Northwest Tonight, I think it was. And um it was it was just incredible to, to hear that woman talk firsthand about her experiences and her days and what she did. And I thought, uh, I'm off, I'm off. This is exactly what I need and this is what I love is telling these people's real stories and also taking the reader down that road in 1942 with me so that they feel what it was like and they minutiae the detail that I love unearthing is just so valuable to me. And I think it is it's part of what makes people like my books, really, because they are very detailed in in the in the research. And believe me, I, I try and get it right, because as you mentioned, I'm a former journalist. And if I ever got a detail wrong, I'd end up in, 
in jail for, for libel. So I'm a bit paranoid about that. One. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? You, you are, there is a source, almost an obsession by your own admission there of, of accuracy and authenticity, even down to some of the minutiae of, of where things were, the way things happened. You don't want to look back through rose-tinted spectacles, as it were. No, well, I do know there was there was one book that came out about the internment camps, and they talked about being able to see Ireland from Hutchinson Camp, and I thought, uh oh, and uh, so I've been really careful, and I've had some two re- pre-readers on the island who've gone through this with me with a fine tooth comb, in the hope that I haven't put Ballasalla on the wrong side of the road as she's on the bus and things like that. I mean, I do know the island. I came over a lot when my parents were there. And um, because I don't know whether I mentioned, but they retired to the Isle of Man, hence my love for the island. And they're both actually buried there. My mum came back with my dad died over there. But um, we took her ashes back and we had most amazing family weekend where we just fell in love all over again. It was it was quite quite an incredible experience. So I feel very close to the island and I just hope I've managed to reflect what the island is. And, you know, um, I include a lot of folklore. I've got a, a wonderful woman in there called Mona, who is a as near to a fairy doctor as you can get, really. Um, uh, bearing in mind, it is still the 1940s, so I think I can get away with it. Um, but uh, I've got a very good friend, Jane Prescott, who is not only a landscape architect, but also a herbologist. And she she was really helpful in telling me about herbs that this woman could use to cure people and Oh, I got heavily into that. I thought this is a lovely reflection of the folklore on the island. Of which there is plenty, as you you know. I, I suppose the other thing which is also reflected in the books and which is a fascinating topic in itself is this role of women during the war. Because on the one hand, it was war. It was a really hard time. There was a lot of shortages. There was death on a daily basis uh, in, well, whether here or abroad or whatever. It was a really tough time to live through, which fortunately the people of my generation never have. And yet at oh, the same at, at the same time, you, you had, for a woman in particular, it, it also had a, a degree of sort of emancipation and freedom and that they sort of were freed from their previous roles and were, were, were had a degree of freedom in their lives, which hitherto they might not have had. Well, that's that the whole point, really. In my first two books, I've got quite feisty women who couldn't wait to get away from the kitchen and and find their wings particularly bobby who is a um an ata pilot and um i made them sort of women that 21st century women will certainly associate with but when i got to hannah's war who was which was about a, a land army girl i thought actually i have got to reflect the other side of thing and some things and some of the land army women that I talked to, they it, they talked about being absolutely terrified. There was one who talked about the story of, you know, turning up at this farm and she was expected to share a, a double bed with a stranger, another girl. And she, she'd she had, she'd been an only child and she was absolutely terrified. So I really tried to reflect that in Hannah's War. And I have to say for the first hundred pages, I could have shaken her. I thought, oh, for heaven's sake, Hannah, get a grip. And then as her story developed, I thought, no, this girl is, re- reflects a much bigger story that so many women took. Um, and, um, you know, they weren't they weren't all ready for this brave new world. And uh, I hope that between my my books, I've managed to reflect that. And certainly Bridget is, 
is is torn because she loves the island deep down, but she's pretending not to. And um, it takes her a while to find her her feet again on the island. Now, the good news is for fans of yours here on the Isle of Man or people who are interested perhaps in what we've been talking about and thinking, oh, this rounds right up my street as well, is that you're coming over to the Isle of Man in uh, just a week or two's time, uh, realistically, to actually talk about your book and do a Q&A, I think, as well as the final event of this year's Manan Festival down at the Aeronaut Centre. I know. I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled to be asked. It's so lovely the Air and Art Centre to ask me. And um, I am, as you say, the final event on the Sunday afternoon, about two o'clock till four. And I'll be talking about the book and my own journey and my own association with the island, which makes this book so special to me. Um, and then um, I will be signing if anybody would like me to. But we're also, we've also got the Gobag Choir. Gobag, Gobag, I can't say it, the Gobag Groove Choir, um, who are going to be coming along and they're going to be singing a mix of traditional Manx songs and war songs. And I'm thrilled to bits they've said they'll come. And then um, we've also got the Russian Heritage Trust who are going to be putting up an exhibition. And um, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not sure whether we're, we're going to be able to have a talk by them, but I'm, I'm chatting to them this week about that. But certainly, um, that exhibition will be able to answer people's questions. And I want people to come and share their stories with me because that's what I'm loving about this journey of, of writing books is it's not about me. It's about other people and what their families have been through. And it brings it all back to them, I think. And they love telling me what their mothers did. And, you know, mothers were a little bit unsung in this. You know, the, the men were undoubtedly heroic. I'm not denying that in any shape or form. But women were thrust into this world and what they did was absolutely incredible and I am completely in awe of them. And the women that I met, I feel so privileged to have met. I mean, I met Mary Ellis, the ATA pilot. I met these Land Army girls. I met loads of WAFs. Um, they were all so inspiring. And if I do nothing else, I would like to preserve their legacy for future generations, because I think young people need to hear these women's stories. And particularly now, we've, you know, we've just had COVID. And I know so many people were struggling during COVID. And I know that so many readers have written to me saying the books helped them through because they realized actually they could survive this. And I just feel, well, if I do nothing else and I give people that sense of hope and security, then, wow, that's amazing. It is indeed, and uh, interesting you'd say that. I know I've spoken to a couple of uh, older friends of mine who uh, had lived through the war, and they were, scathing is the wrong word, but I think they were thinking, you know what, when they were seeing people struggling to cope with COVID, which was very difficult for a lot of the younger generations as well, they said, you know, if you lived through the war, it was you know, living through COVID was actually relatively easy in comparison yeah. I'm not trying to decry obviously the no, fact that it, it, they're genuine it, I, agree with you. Yeah. I think the only thing was my daughter who was in a flat on her own in Manchester um, and the flat had cladding problems and she had all this on top of COVID and she was she was living on her own and she said to me yes but in the war you could hug each other 
Yes, that is true. That is true. Or something. And that makes so much difference, oh. doesn't it? That human contact. Yes. Now, speaking of human contact, I suppose it's a great thing for an author as well, because it's such a solitary profession in many ways. Where you write, you're putting all that work in, the research, you put it out there, and clearly you might have contact and proofreaders and publishers and people maybe writing or being in contact, but actually having that face-to-face human contact with other people who actually read your words, it, I suppose it's so valuable and, and so enjoyable as well. Oh, I get I get unbelievably excited. I can't tell you because you're right. I mean, all during COVID, I was getting these wonderful messages and they keep me going and the reviews keep me going um, because people seem to take my books to heart. I think because they really feel the girls that are in them and what they're going through, um, that they they see, I don't know, they, they just seem, seem silly, but they adopt me. And I'm hoping that the island will adopt me too, um, because um, I I feel it's a very personal journey. I'm not I'm not somebody who started writing the books commercially when I was in my 30s. I only started this journey in my 60s. So to have this at this time of my life is is such a joy and such a privilege. And to talk to people and and connect with them. Oh, Howard, it, it means the world to me. It absolutely does. So I'm so looking forward to meeting people on the Isle of Man. And I'm hoping that some of the people who help me with the book will come along and I can say thank you to them in person because I couldn't have done it without them. They were absolutely wonderful. And, you know, I, I admired them and particularly the Russian Heritage Trust and, you know, the, the, the museums. You know, I was, can you just tell me about this little thing? Can you just tell me about this little thing? And they were so patient with me. Um, I was, I was, I was so grateful. They were, they were absolutely lovely, as the island people are. Obviously, busy, busy. We're always busy. Anything else in the pipeline? Then four down, uh, more to go. Do you know what? When I finished this one, I thought, well, that brings it full circle. Maybe I'll just sit back now and 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 you know, I'm supposed to be retired. I've got a nice little camper van. I can trot off with my husband, and we can do things. But this is a bit of an addiction. And I thought I found two more stories that I'm not going to reveal at this moment. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I could do those because again, they are untold stories in many ways. And that's what I love. I love finding the parts of the war that people didn't know about and the minutiae of everyday life um, that people don't appreciate what these girls went through. And if I can bring that to a new expanding audience, I'll be thrilled to bits. And as Shirley says, she'll be joined by the Govic Groove Choir. She'll get the hang of it once she's here, singing a mix of war and traditional Manx songs. Or at least I think that's songs from the war rather than war songs. Who knows? The launch is free of charge, but you are advised to book a ticket in advance to give the EAC an idea of numbers and, of course, ensure that you've got a seat. Tim Price, a wonderfully talented and understated musician and composer on the Isle of Man who hides his light under a bushel somewhat, I think. Chances are you'll have heard his music at some event or other over the years, and he recently composed a suite of orchestral music inspired by the Isle of Man. 
This coming Monday, the 3rd of July, he's going to introduce the music at a film event at Ramsey IMC in Chapel Lane, where the audience can hear his work whilst watching a film of scenes from around the island that inspired it. He explained a little more to me. Yeah, back in 2020, um, I composed uh, an orchestral suite called Gem of God's Earth. Um, I had been working on it for on and off for probably about six years before that, but COVID really sort of gave us the chance to focus on that a bit more. And uh, I was able to get funding from the Isle of Man Arts Council through their COVID Resilience Fund um, to sort of actually finish composing it, use my virtual instruments to sort of make a CD recording of mm-hmm. it and then release that. Part of the part of the requirements was that um, they wanted to sort of try and engage, sort of increase c- community engagement, sort of thing. So I had the idea of promoting it using um, an online concert, sort of putting together a bit of a film to go with the music, that could then sort of go up on YouTube and then people anywhere could sort of watch it. And it did get quite a good response. Um, we had sort of comments coming back from people sort of around the world, sort of maybe America, Australia. Um, and people around the UK who are from the island mm-hmm. who obviously we, at that point weren't able to get back to the island so they seem to find it sort of particularly yeah. special to be able to sort of have that sort of connection with home I suppose I think that's exactly it isn't it because it's particularly if it's sort of music and words together and, and images and music can be so evocative that it can even if you can't see the pictures it can sort of it can summon up the Isle of Man in your mind's eye can't it mm which I think yeah. is, is so strong to so many people. So this coming up on the, what is it, the 3rd of July, this is yeah. going to be a sort of a, a, a concert of the film and the music together. Yeah, this is um, this is basically the online concert film that went up on YouTube. Um, I should probably mention that the piece Gem of God's Earth, it's a seven-movement orchestral suite uh, inspired by the Isle of Man, um, the natural surroundings. You've got the Airs, Balaglass, Langness, the Kuruks, the Chasms, um, Dark skies and Crunkney area. So I wanted to try and kind of trying to cover as much of the variety that there is in the natural environment. Mm-hmm. And how does that Which work for you inspirationally then? Because I was thinking, I know when we talked to, I was talking to some poets recently, and uh, um, Simon Madrill, who'd been doing his latest work, is all sort of based on again thoughts and feelings from the Isle of Man, his homeland, or he lives in Brighton now. So for you, I mean, I don't know if you go out walking around the Isle of Man or something, if you're, say, at Cronkney Lay or down at the Chasms, whatever, or something, are you there sort of drinking in the, the actual atmosphere and then do you sort of get a feeling or do you get a sort of theme perhaps coming into your head then or do you sort of soak it up while you're there and then when you're back in your studio, back at home, is it then that you sort of try and marry the two in your head? Um, I suppose sometimes it's a bit of both, really. I sort of, I can kind of end up coming up with ideas as I'm out and about. Mm. Um, but then other times I might be sort of thinking about things later. It's a, it's, it's a tricky one actually to put in words, isn't it? Because yeah. it's it's just exactly how that works, that sort of inspirational mm. thing. I, I mean, you, you're still composing now. I know this piece coming up and, uh, as you say, you've had a great reaction to this, I mean, a very positive reaction. It, do you still have more work sort of ongoing as, uh, as and after this particular piece, which is going to be screened on the third? All sorts of different ideas, yeah. pages of ideas of things that I've wanted to do um, it's just getting the time to actually sit <laughs> do down it. and do it <laughs> yeah putting yes mm. actually getting it out there and then getting it getting it performed and yeah and also maybe getting backing to actually get it produced and get it out to an audience I suppose as well mm. 
Yeah, it's very difficult. So the actual event itself, it's uh, when's it taking place? So it's in Ramsey, whereabouts? Yes, it's um, it's in the Ramsey IMC Church, uh, Chapel Lane. That's kind of just, if you know where the Britannia pub is mm-hmm. or was, um, that old building, um, there's a lane between that and the Silver Star takeaway. Um, so we're just down there. And that's going to be 7.30 on Monday, the 3rd of July. Um it's going to be an entry price of £10, but that's going to include uh, locally made refreshments. My Excellent. sister sort of does a lot of that sort of stuff. Uh, she's going to be bringing bonog, bunloaf, lots of proper, other things as well. So Proper Manx fair, yeah. they say. Oh, right. So really is an evening to sort of drink in, eat in the Isle of Man in every, both mentally and physically, as it were. Mm. So it's going to be a screening of the film, the music soundtrack playing as well, so you can just lose yourself in the music and the pictures. And then... Uh, yeah, also food for the uh, for the inner man as well. Sounds like a great night out. Fingers crossed. Lovely. Well, nice. Thank you very much. Nice talking to you. You too. That concert again, 7.30pm at the Methodist Church on Chapel Lane in Ramsey. Just a tenor to refresh and restore both the inner and outer man or woman. Sounds like a bargain, doesn't it? Check it out. To finish this week, the second part of our chat with the local author, Joanne Clegg, as the latest book in her trilogy, The Watchman's Widow, is about to hit the shelves. Last week, she told us she never set out to write a trilogy, but now that she has and it's complete, I had the obvious question for her. Where to now then? So that's that's sort of what has turned out to be a trilogy, mm. is completed. So now I was saying as we came up, are you still busy? He said, yes, you were, that you weren't sort of now just out enjoying the lovely weather all the time. <laughs> you were already hard at work on uh, what's coming up next. So give us a, a feeling of where, where you're going from here. OK, so um, I'm developing some ideas. So I've started writing what hopefully will be the next book, which I can't say anything about or I'll get into trouble. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> um, and yes, hoping to... Because my, my contract with Canelo was to write three books, so I'm now out of contract. The third one's out at the end of this month. So, yeah, hopefully a new publishing deal. And, and just keep going. And keep going. Mm. And will it be along the same... I mean, are we having a sea change here or do you see it without giving anything away, obviously, as a, a sort of a vague continuation of what people have been reading from you so far? It's, it will be a continuation. Um, it will be saga um, and the same... R- roughly the same period, the, the same city. Um, so, yeah, to, to an extent, it's a, it's a continuation. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do, you, do you research sort of continuously as you write or do you do a whole block of research before you put pen to paper or, or finger, to, finger to pad, as it were? Um, I, I try and do a fair amount before I start the first chapter, um, but not too much because I'm not writing a history textbook and you don't want to get bogged down. Mm. So, so I'll do some research just enough to hopefully be knowledgeable enough um, and then I'll start to write and I'll develop my characters and then I'll I'll go back and find more specific specific sort of information yeah yeah I work like that so I'll be signing books in uh, Waterstones on the 1st of July uh, that's the Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning and on the 8th of July at the bridge in Parliament Street in Ramsey. Um, they've been so supportive up there. They're, they're so lovely. And that's, that's at 11 o'clock on the 8th of July. So 
and that's that's one of the things that I really enjoy is when people come along and and have a chat. So yeah, I would love to see people. Terrific. You've got those. some regulars now. Do they give us some questions where you think, oh, I don't know, where they start like, what did so and so? Why did she do that? Or... <laughs> I have had some actually. Oh no, I got that might be my sister. Yeah, some no somebody somebody wanted to know why why one of my baddies was so bad, <laughs> and I was like, well, he's just bad. He's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have a baddie. Um, but uh, no, generally people are just people are just lovely. Yeah, really lovely. Oh, yeah. terrific. Well, there you go. There is a chance. So pre-order if you like to pre-order, or <laughs> you can um, go along to the book signings as well, which Joanne is doing, which is uh, terrific. Always nice to actually meet the author, isn't it, and have a chat and uh, get signed copy as well. Who knows? Could be valuable in years to come. And uh, yeah, well, we wish you. We, uh, I reckon the rate you're going, we'll see you in no time on the next uh, <laughs> yes. next stage of a journey. So thanks, thanks for popping in, and we hope to see you again soon. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. That's about it for this week. Go and check out those signings with Joanne and Tim as well while you're up in Ramsey. Why not? If you want to hear anything else, go to maxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst balancing on your head? doing yoga. See you next week. Look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. Cheerio.